Well, greetings, Imagination Connoisseurs. Once again, it is I, your Duke of Dope Discourse, your master of fun and wonder, your Viceroy of Verisimilitude, your Santa something. I don't know. I love how you're bored by your own uh, well, name. I, I, like, you know, oh, this fucking bullshit. I'm bored because I'm sitting next to the Enchantress of Effervescence. Stop. Somebody suggested I call you Chris the Carpathian. I got that image sent to me today. Dude, I, yeah, I think it's hilarious. Chris, I like that because the Carpathian Mountains, it means you're like, mysterious and also don't i try to like kill people and babies through a painting yeah yeah that's right that's, which is pretty on brand but i thought that was like janos poha was it that's ghostbusters too yeah right? yeah. yeah vigo the carpathian yeah that's vigo vigo the carpathian it's janos poha who's the who's artist the artist yeah. yes that's right i like that but you know i think you're better than vigo thank you chris the carpathian you have much there's much more to you than just... Thank you. I've got a much better hairline. Absolutely. 100%. So there's that. 100%. And you don't know anyone named Janos Poha. I don't. So it'd be kind of cool if you did, though. That'd be great. I, <laughs> I live in a very Russian neighborhood, so it's maybe amazing. one day. You know, this is, by the way, Chris, the 14th issue of the Weekly Hero. 14 yes. issues. Can you be doing... We've been doing this... I can't, we, I, I can't believe. I don't, we, Taylor pointed out, we've technically been doing this 15 weeks because I, we skipped one for when I went to go visit my dad. Ah. But... People have let us be doing this for 15 weeks. It's that's, amazing. And I should point out that for the very first time, there is now a weekly hero podcast. Yes, You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. You can find it on the John Campia channel. Uh, I guess it's just the weekly hero, yeah. a John Campia show podcast. Go find it on Apple podcasts. If you can't watch the show right now, hey, you can catch up to it. Yeah. Right on the Apple podcast. You can be listening to us thing, at work, being all kinds of irresponsible. We'd love that for you. I think it'd be great. It's true. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely true. Well, you know, I'll tell you, there's some interesting stuff we got for our viewers out there today. And the first of that, yeah. first of those things is, will the map makers be a part of quantum mania? Like one of the more interesting things in that trailer is that dude, to, that cyclopean dude, yeah. is cyclopean a word? That cyclopean cyclops looking guy with the television on his head. Is that guy, is that creature a map maker? Well, and that's what a lot of people are saying. And CBR specifically points it out, saying that he might be one of the Micronauts, which, of course, are part of the larger group of. Okay, the here's the thing about the Micronauts. Okay. Now, of course, I love the Micronauts. And that was a direct sale only title when Moon Knight, Kazar, and Micronauts were direct sale back in the early 80s. Direct sale, they're one of the first um, comic book only titles that Marvel put out. Comic, a comic book store only title. So they were sold to the direct sale, through the direct sale market, which was comic book stores and not spindle racks. Mm -hmm. And that was one of them. But the Micronauts were a licensed title based on the toys, Micronauts toys that were called, I think, Microman. They were Japanese toys that were brought to America by Mego, mm -hmm. and they were then called the Micronauts, and they were awesome. And they Space Glider and Time Traveler and Molecule a Croyer. Man as well? Is that correct? I'm, I'm not as familiar with this I'm, group. I'm not sure. Okay. But I love the Micronauts comic, but people are saying, I just don't think that they, I don't know what the licensing deal is. Like, Rom Space Knight was another toy. Okay. And, uh, like, Marvel did a lot of that stuff. They had a lot of toy lines that they did comics for. And they incorporated them into the larger Marvel universe, but I don't know what the rights issues are. Mm -hmm. But but the Jonathan Hickman and the Secret Wars comic, they were kind of created, the map makers were created for that, and they they charted incursions, like the universes yeah. where the incursions were made. So well, that's part of the speculation here too, is do they tie into Secret Wars because of their whole 
overarching storyline within the lore, right, of dealing with multiverses and eliminating them and things like that. Right. Because that would make sense then for this whole, hey, we're setting up everything, you guys. Just you wait. Every Everything's going to be connected. And I just don't know if that's going to be the case. But you have a little more insider information than I do. Well, I, I so. don't have insider information about this. Because okay. I think what's really interesting is I just think that, that we're going to get a lot Maybe I'm only I'm only I'm putting a lot on Quantum Mania in terms of starting up, really revving up Phase Five. It's the first Phase Five movie, but it's really going to rev up where the the multiverse saga is going. I mean, like we've talked about, maybe the Fantastic Four will either appear at the end or be name dropped. I mean, there's no reason to think that they will. That's entirely spec. There's the first, of course, uh, yeah. issue of the Micronauts, and you can see there's a Croyer in the corner. Her uh, one of the, there's fabulous. one of the acroyers. Um and I, I was a huge fan of these toys. Anybody, Micronauts were one of the great toy lines ever of the late 70s, early 80s. They were so much fun. The problem was when you played with them, there were so many parts that it tended to be messy. Oh, but okay. it was always fun to play with them. Yeah. If Biotron and I had all the Strata Station. It was great. Those toys are great. They're still great. If you want to collect them, they're still great. Expensive. Look at that. Look at that. Nice. Oh, those are fun. Yeah, they were really great. And they were you could Ooh. mix and match them. There's in the corner, in the left corner there, Pharoid. They had a, a guy named Pharoid that came in a sarcophagus. <gasps> a, a Egyptian Ooh. sarcophagus, Pharoid. And then they got weird. They, they Then they got weird? Well, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, this is like this is the classic, but then they, they added like Baron Karza and the, mm -hmm. uh, uh, horses and stuff. Whatever, you know, it's it's whatever era of micronauts you wanted to get into, but there they are. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm curious. Again, I always like that image of whatever that guy is. Yeah, when he walks up. He saunters up with a, like to meet to meet the crew when they when they finally land in the quantum realm. I don't know what's going on there, but I I have high hopes for Quantum Mania. I'm really I'm actually really excited for it. Are you excited for it? I'm hyped for that one because you got the Rick and Morty folks working on that one. And I do think we can expect some bananas things. I am trying to work on tempering my expectations, though, because, you know, Doctor Strange, I put so much pressure on that movie. Yeah, It's not fair to that movie. It didn't live up to the expectations I had and didn't do all the stories I wanted. But, you know, they made the movie that they wanted to make, right? Trying to do that as well with Love and Thunder. They made the movie they want to make. So I'm trying to go in with an appreciation for these Easter eggs and these things where I go, wait, is that from this comic? Right. And if it doesn't happen, I'm really... I'm working on this. I hope you all are working on this, too, of going, oh, if it's not that thing from issue 78, I'm not going to be mad. It's okay if it's not that thing. Look, I'm still angry that Thor never said, Ultron, we would have words with thee yeah. in Avengers Age of Ultron, and that was like seven years ago. I know. I'm still, I'm still mad about it. I'm, I'm really upset still that Gore didn't talk about being baptized in the blood of gods and being born anew, because that line is killer. Uh, that's a great line. But that's okay. I just need to... I need to all right. But I think it'll be good. Okay. Now, here's some news that we've been talking about in a couple shows. Yes. Um, obviously, it took me a long time to even remember there was a Madam Web movie. I didn't know that was happening. What? The, I, I know. It's Even now. Um, with the Sony Spider-Verse, where they're going to do a whole bunch of Spider-Man movies without Spider-Man. I mean, Venom and Venom Let There Be Carnage. Yeah. They're fun. They're fun. Morbius, Ray still hasn't got through the first five minutes of nah, it. <laughs> one day, right? Uh, maybe one day he will. <laughs> uh, we've got Craven the Hunter, which again, how do you make Craven the Hunter without making Craven's Last Hunt without Spider Man yeah. in it? I don't know. Uh, it's I don't gonna know. be interesting. 
Well, we've got word that Donald Glover, he of Atlanta, uh, I, I mean, uh, he's a great creator. Childish Gambino. Mm -hmm. His work on Community. Uh, community uh, uh, in The Martian. I loved mm -hmm. him in The Martian. Yes. He has decided to take a, a I wouldn't call the villain two-bit, but let's say lesser known. He's, he's like a D-lister. Yeah, at least. He, he's constantly on worst villain lists. The hypno- <laughs> Hustler, yeah, baby, uh, and and his backup band, the Mercy Killers, yes, which is such a good band name, a great band name, the Hypno Hustler and the Mercy Killers, whatever. I would go to every show, and now he wants to do this. Now, the fact that he wants to do this gives me hope. I'm mm -hmm. like, I, I, come on, look at this, the Hypno Hustler and his Mercy Killers. I'm thinking, I hark back to one of the great. If you've seen it, you've seen it. Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. Show enough. If you've ever seen that movie, and if you haven't, why haven't you? Shame on you. Why are you listening to this podcast if you haven't seen The Last Dragon? You should go watch it now, then come back okay, and listen can, to the rest can, of it. You can stay. You can stay with us. No, you got to come back after you watch it. <laughs> yeah. But but no, so the hypno hustler, I think when a, a creative like Donald Glover has a, 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 a be in his bonnet mm -hmm. to do something like this, he already has an idea of how he wants it done. And I think this could be really fun. I think this could be wild. I don't know what he's going to do, mm -hmm. but right, you, uh, the, the potential is here. I'm so on board for this because, like we talked about on the main show today, Hypno Hustler only appears in 14 comics in canon, which is really, really exciting. He first appeared in Spectacular Spider-Man number 28, I want to say, in 1978, and he's just a weird, goofy character. He uses music to hypnotize people. He's got knockout gas that shoots out of his boots i mean he's a real goofball but i, I mean, think it's the hobgoblin not so fast hypno yeah. hustler <laughs> i mean I, I i i'm there for this there there's so much fun stuff here oh and knives can pop out of his shoes too very bond-esque which is fun <laughs> i think you can do some really cool funky stuff here as long as you lean in to the cheesy groovy factor here well yeah i mean that's the thing i want to see a groove i don't want it to be stupid though no I want them to turn the hypno, kind of like The Last Dragon. I didn't think The Last Dragon was stupid, mm -hmm. but it's goofy. Exactly. You know, it's. Well, I think Donald Glover is the kind of actor and creator who has the sensibility that can toe that line, too. Right. Because I, for me, this is a very, like, Lando Calrissian adjacent move of having that, like, well, hey there, baby, kind of thing. With some 70s sensibility, some ass kickery, some funkiest effects, and some just really, like, cheesy... 1960s, 1970s Bond kind of tech thrown in. I think that could be really fun. Oh, well, like this. this I'm your boogeyman. That's, I want to see some killer, like, soulful funk. Oh, yeah. I mean, I want to see, like, some great music, like a cool soundtrack that I can play. Mm -hmm. Kind of like, you know, a movie like we talked about it a while, uh, for a while on the show, Josie and the Pussycats. We haven't talked about it in a week. We haven't talked Euro. about it here because we love that movie. Love that movie. We I should mean, do a watch along of that. That is a really great. I own it. I have the blue. Would you be surprised to know I have the Blu-ray of Josie and the Pussycats? <laughs> I'm not surprised, but I'm very happy about this one. I do. I love uh, this movie so much. Well, because it actually has something to say about the music industry. Yeah. And I liked it a lot. Well, I it was and when you watch it now, too, with a modern lens as well, where you think about all the product placement we see in things, brand deals, influencers coming on the rise and making their own careers, it's a very timely film. I mean, how many movies do you get where Tara Reid legitimately belongs in it? Yeah. I mean, come on. She's great in it. She's great in it. <laughs> Um, but but, no and of course, she's all that. Rachel Lee Cook. Love her.
So good. But so I'm hoping that whatever they cook up with, I mean, of all, it's so weird that they're making these crazy choices with Madam Web. Yeah. And Craven is a great Spider Man villain, but to do Craven without. It's very odd. But I'm hoping that some of these moves, right, are, you know, um, oh gosh, what is it? The, something is the invention of. I'm going to butcher that quote. But basically, having to make really big, weird swings because you don't have your titular character, you don't have Spider-Man. Right. How do you use the IP that you do own? And he does have, you know, a lot of people think that his villains gallery is pretty goofy. So do you lean into the cheese? And I think this is one of those cases where you really do. Because after Venom and Carnage, a lot of them, Craven is a good one, but a lot of them do skew a little, a little sillier. Well, it's funny because even Venom is pretty silly. And it was the indeed the movie was pretty silly yeah. in a way. I mean, it wasn't some hard hitting. I mean, it had an element of goofiness the whole way through. Yeah, um, which I liked. I mean, it works for Venom, but I just wonder. Like, I'm curious. Being that Spider Man himself is going to has been cro- the Tom Holland Spider Man has not yet gone into one of the Sony Spider Verse films. How like Kevin Feige would feel about this character? Yeah. Does do they consult with him? I mean, maybe, how, maybe they do because it is Marvel adjacent. It is MCU adjacent. I so. just want an Andrew Garfield Spider-Man to deal with the Hypno Hustler. Uh, you know, because I think Spider-Man needs to be in the Hypno Hustler movie. I and by the so. way, I'll bet you that w- whether it's Toby, whether it's Andrew, whether it's Tom Holland, uh, who wouldn't want to be in the Hypno Hustler movie? I with, mean, of all the with Donald friend, Glover. Uh, I mean, it's gonna be a fun time. It's gonna be a fun time. So we're both in, in unison here. We that, are so on board with this. Ticket watch. Ticket watch Ticket the Hypno watch Hustler. Hypno Hustler, baby. Well, what do you guys think of the Hypno Hustler? <laughs> Go down there in the comments and uh, first of all, like and subscribe on the Smash show. Smash that like button. Smash that like button. And then comment down below and tell us, what do you think of the Hypno Hustler? Mm-hmm. Would you like to be a Hypno Hustler? I would. I'd like to be a New Jack Hypno Hustler. So there you go. Uh, you know what? Right before we recorded this show... James Gunn took to social media. He did. He took to social media and he had some, obviously, there's been a lot of, uh, I think, unwarranted vitriol in the fan community uh, over some moves that DC is making, led by Peter Safran and, of course, James Gunn. We have been pretty positive about what they're trying to do as much as we love our Henry Cavill. Mm -hmm. Sad that he won't be making a return as Superman to the DCEU, but they're making a whole new DC universe. Yeah, It's as if... The worlds are forming together into one Earth, like what happened at the end of Crisis, crisis. on Infinite Earths. That's, that's what we've got going on. That's what's happening. It is a crisis mm-hmm. of infinite DC Earths. Um, so what did James Gunn say on social media today? So this is his personal statement he released. One of the things Peter and I were aware of when we took the job as heads of DC Studios was a certain minority of people online that could be, well, uproarious and unkind, to say the least. Our choices for the DCU are based upon what we believe is best for the story and best for the DC characters who have been around for nearly 85 years. Perhaps these choices are great, perhaps not, but they are made with sincere hearts and integrity and always with story in mind. No one loves to be harassed or called names, but to be frank, we've been through significantly worse. Disrespectful outcry will never, ever affect our actions. We were aware there would be a period of turbulence when we took this gig, And we knew we would sometimes have to make difficult and not so obvious choices, especially in the wake of the fractious uh, nature of what came before us. But this means little to us in comparison to our jobs as artists and custodians in helping to create a wide and wonderful future for D.C. Now, I have to say, Chris, we are seeing something unprecedented. 
We are seeing the head of a studio, the new DC Universe Studios, James Gunn, who is no stranger to fandom or, of course, the uh, social media in general. We are seeing a studio executive, the head of a studio, going on social media and talking to the fan community directly. Mm -hmm. Now, we've seen other people interact, and James Gunn's always interacted, but now he's at a rarefied era, a, a level in Hollywood he's never been at before, and yet he is still going and 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 acting in a very respectful manner to fandom. Mm -hmm. And obviously, he just had the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special come out. He's got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 coming. In, Which is so fun. And it's so fun in May. Yeah. Um, and yet he's still going on social media and interacting with fans. And I think, I mean, it's very interesting to see someone like James Gunn, who has is, is always been an indie creator, as I always say, working at, at Troma in the 90s yeah, on things like Troma. Yeah, Lloyd Kaufman, Tromeo and Juliet. You know, he re he wrote the original Dawn of the Dead remake script for Zack Snyder that I was vehemently against because Dawn of the Dead is one of my favorite, the original is one of my favorite movies of all time. I reluctantly went to see the film and I really liked it. I that was, was well done. Very, I've very surprised. Movie. I've yeah. seen that spooky movie. <laughs> I was very surprised how much I liked it. And of course, you know, he makes independent films himself, like Slither and Super. So good. And then he goes and takes the reins of Guardians of the Galaxy, where, which people forget, that was a total unknown. Mm -hmm. I mean, people knew the comic. We knew Rocket Raccoon. But how how was that movie going to go? Some guy who's directed $3 million films gets plucked to make a $150 to $170 million franchise property mm -hmm. in James Gunn. And, and he crushed it. Gave us Suicide Squad with Starro. Star he brought in Starro what world? In action. what world did you think we would ever get that? Never. Yeah. I never thought I would see Starro and with the the starfish over the faces. I never thought yeah. I would see that ever. Of course, I should have known he would. Yeah. King Shark voiced by Sylvester Stallone. <sighs> so good. Polka man. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I would say that that here's I hearing, and I worked with James Gunn on a project a long time ago. Oh, fine. I'm uh, a movie called The Specials okay. that he wrote, and he actually stars as Minute Man. And it was directed by Craig Mazin, who is doing The Last of Us series. I was one of the producers on the film. And um, he was great. I mean, James Gunn is great. And I really think whatever they're going to do, of all the people who have ever worked in Hollywood on comic book properties, I think Peter Safran and James Gunn are going to put more thought. I mean, I mean, Kevin Feige's been doing it for longer. Yeah. But they're going to be building a universe out from, from scratch, and it will not be something that is done willy-nilly. There's going to be more thought because Kevin Feige built it as we – he might have had dreams, and he had to go as, build it as he went along because they didn't even know if Iron Man was going to be hit. In this case, they're 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 constructing at least ten years of the DC universe, and I think there you go. There's the specials. Aww. Look at that With cast: Paget Brewster? Brewster, Bob Lowe, Thomas Hayden Church, Jamie Kennedy. I mean, so Judy fun. Greer. I mean, there's there's uh, it was a great. That's great wonderful. Sean Gunn as uh, Alien. Well, there he is. <laughs> on the... That's lovely. But yeah, it's it's uh, if you seek that movie out if you can find it. But I think that. Uh, look, I think that James Gunn should be given respect. The idea there's the fan community is like fire James Gunn. You know what? The 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 Zack Snyder, all three Zack Snyder movies, they didn't do the business that the studio wanted them to do. Yeah. And um and I I uh, we we are big defenders of Man of Steel here. Um and I finally I never thought it would happen. 
Uh, I never thought Zack Snyder's Justice League would ever get finished. Yeah. But I was one of the first people to say when HBO Max came around that now there's somebody that can finance it. And indeed they did, and we got it. And I'm a huge fan of Zack Snyder's mm-hmm. Justice League. But I do think that James Gunn and Peter Safran should be given the the proper respect, the respect they've earned over over the They've never really let us down. No. Well, and one of the things that we were talking about off camera was – you know, their their job technically has not even started really. We haven't seen anything, right? Nope. We've we've seen we've heard about some cuts, we've heard about some shifts and things, but we haven't seen anything they're making. And honestly, you you know this is a big point of contention for me. I've had a really big issue with Warner Brothers being so silent about things for so long. Right. So I found it to be very refreshing for folks to be addressing the fans directly. I thought, you know. Patty Jenkins, I know we found a few faults in that statement, but the Patty Jenkins thing, I was so happy that she was, hey, you guys are misinformed. Let me set the record straight. And James Gunn came to her defense, too, of Mm -hmm. absolutely, you're a pro. We love working with you. I'm so glad James Gunn has been stepping in because that's what he's always done. I'm glad he's not changing his communication style because he is still that indie guy who just happens to have been given the keys to the kingdom. So I'm really happy he's still talking to fans, addressing fans. And this does go back to how we as fans as a whole need to just be better. And there is a small, loud group of people that does this, right? Right. You see it in Star Wars, you see it in DC, you see it in Marvel, where it's just a small, loud group of people who really make us stink about things. And us fans as a whole are better than that. And that's why it's so important for us to always be the ones who are like, hey, let's not gatekeep. Hey, let's bring you in here and let's talk about what we love and how this is awesome. And sure, we can find faults in things, but overall, we friggin' love this stuff. And the more people who watch it the more cool content we're going to get. So we all just need to stop being little bitches. Uh, well, I, I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. Um, and I think there's a, there's something that gets overlooked. The studios have legal departments. They yes. do have to answer. Uh, Peter Safran and, and James Gunn have to answer to David Zaslav. James Gunn is allowed by the powers that be, including the legal department of Warner Brothers, which, by the way, I wouldn't be surprised if they have to vet his statements. The fact that James Gunn is being allowed to speak out on social media like this is pretty impressive. Yeah. And we should, we, I mean, everyone's always thinking like, oh, I'm defending the corporations by saying this. I'm not defending the corporations. That's an explanation. What I, what, I, what I am saying is that it's interesting that this is allowed to happen. It is unusual yeah. in our corporate world to have somebody like James Gunn be able to speak this way. And we should, while it lasts, because who knows how long it'll last. It's pretty great that we're able to have this kind of thing happen. And uh, he listens to fans. He's on social exactly. media. He he hasn't gone silent. If you want to tag him in something, you can. And um, I think that it's worthwhile. And I hope he continues to do it. Same. I, we can make judgments once we start seeing how things come together, right? Once I get my Etrigan movie, once I get my Gail Simone Plastic Man script with James Schwartz's Plastic Man, you know, that's when I can start making judgments. Wow, I'm I'm never going to get an Atari Force movie, but I certainly want I one. I hope you do. I, I, I don't think, I mean, they can't even do another Atari Force comic. No. Dart. Come on, where's Dart? Man, she was hot. Never to be seen again. <laughs> anyway. She looked like a it's a real big bummer there aren't more hot women in comics, Rob. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you Gosh, poor, poor thing. What will you do? Nobody even knows who Dart is. Hold I on, actually, I actually uh, wrote a story about a, uh, my high school girlfriend inspired by Dart. I drew a picture of Dart on the cover of the story. When I turned it in, I still have that story. Ooh. I know. Is this her? No. Dart, Dart? Jose, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Well, who's that? Atari Force. 
<laughs> we'll Google some stuff. Yeah, I, we'll look it up. Just well, do it. You'll find it. But anyway, I think it's great. <laughs> and that, of course, that brings us to the sponsor of this episode yeah. of The Weekly Hero, the folks at DraftKings. Hey guys, we want to take a second and thank one of the sponsors of this video, DraftKings. This time of year, everyone's excited for the holiday spirit, but what about all the basketball? When it's time to throw down on the NBA action, it's got to be with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings same game parlays. Just download the DraftKings app, use the code CAMPIA, place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code CAMPIA only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877 877- Seven eight Hope NY or text Hope NY four six seven three six nine. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonuses issued as free bets. Eligibility in terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Well, and we're back. Thanks to DraftKings for sponsoring issue 14 of the weekly here. There we go. Oh that is Dart. Atari Force Dart. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, come on. You got to love Dart. And you know what? She only got 20 issues and never to be heard from again. Oh, man. Well, if we got Hypno Hustler 14 issues, maybe we can get Dart. Uh, it'd be good. You know, I'm having my Atari forces uh, bound into a hardcover because it's never going to get released as a graphic novel. Yeah. So, you know, I'm doing that. Make your Whatever. own little omnibus. That's precious. I know, right? I love that for you. I know. Aww. I know. It's, I wish there was more, but there yeah. isn't. Too bad. Great, it's okay. great, great art. Anyway, that brings us to our issues, Chris. Yes. And we have many of them. We specifically two today. We have two issues and and uh, they're holiday themed. Mm-hmm. And it was your suggestion. What yeah. what what is the holiday themed issues? What is our We've Got Issues segment? So I, you guys know that I am a Christmas schmuck. I love Christmas so much. This no. is my Super Bowl. <laughs> That's why I've been wearing sweaters every single show. I cook for three days straight to make my Christmas Eve meal for everyone. Taylor's going to be there this year. I'm oh, so yeah. excited. I will not um, be cooking. Yeah. Taylor won't be cooking. He just learned what Jello was this year. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm an Italian girl who was raised Catholic. I freaking love Christmas. So... One of my favorite things to read every year and to watch as well is I have my lovely manga of Nightmare Before Christmas. Now, it is kind of a choppier version of the Tim Burton film, but it's stunning. The art in here is just really, really lovely. And it's also kind of built like a baby's first manga where it's a, hey, you're reading this backwards. Make sure you're up to date on this. Look but at that. I just love how everyone is drawn in this. The depth in Jack's eyes, the way that they have these longing looks of Sally in this. I think it's really, really lovely. Um, oh my gosh, I just realized I didn't pull English sides. <laughs> oh, I can translate. I can translate for you guys. Oh, thanks, Taylor. <laughs> But it's a really, really fun read. And I just think if you are a, a diehard name right before Christmas fan, this is such a fun addition to your comic collection because it's just so beautifully done. And again, anytime you can get another person to pick up a comic book, some of my friends aren't as nerdy as I am. Some of them aren't really into graphic novels, but I know a lot of folks who are very into Disney or very into Burton. And when I give them this, it does open up that world of, oh, maybe I should go to the comic shop and I should go get, you know, some behind the scenes art, like uh, some of the Jim Henson books that are out there of Dark Crystal, or they'll go get something else. And then they'll 
find their way into picking up Saga or something like that. Right. Which is so exciting for me. I mean, like, look at this panel. Look at it. So freaking cute. Oh, and the fonts change too sometimes, kind of determining whether or not they're doing verse and song and everything. <gasps> I just love it so much. It, I, I thought about picking something maybe a little darker, leaning towards Hellboy or something like that. The Hellboy Christmas special is really great, but that didn't feel true for me. This feels right. Festive, a little macabre, but in a Disney way, which I feel is more my brand. Well, there you go. It sounds good to me. Yeah. I mean, my my uh, the comic that I chose for a Christmas comic is from Boom Studios, mm -hmm. uh, written by Grant Morrison. It's called Claws. Yeah. And uh, the artwork is by Dan Morrow and Ed Dukeshire. And let me tell you, this is like, I don't know, you could call it the secret origin of Santa Claus, maybe? Yeah. And it, it plays with tropes. Uh, and it, it really is about a more of a, a, a Viking uh, Norse character. Uh, there's monsters, there's kids, there's presents. And it really, it's a, it's a great, I mean, look at the art, by the way. Um, it's very cool. It's beautiful. It's very different than your normal but it's got all the, it's got all the, I mean, look at that. Come on. Yeah. It's got all the Christmas tropes done in a badass. You want a Grant Morrison style. Deal. Yeah. And it's awesome. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, Boom Studios does good with these kinds of, these kinds of comics. I'm a big fan. Ross Ritchie, one of the founders of Boom. Uh, Boom Studios does a great job with these kinds of, of works. And it's just, if it's kick-ass Santa. Yeah. That's it, what it is. You know what I feel like it is? It's the origin story that we only got a glimpse of in Violent Night. Right. It feels very much akin to that. So if you want that backstory, and also you too were confused about being sexually attracted to Santa Claus in that <laughs> film, this is a great comic for you. <laughs> it confused. truly is, because he is one sexy Santa. Such a sexy Santa. I was texting Amy Newman, being like, I was not prepared. She tried to warn me. Oh, well, you know. Man, and and no, this, this is a badass a badass rendition of Santa. It's not the traditional Christmas Santa, but it's the kind of, once you read this, you'll want to incorporate this Santa, this clause into your uh, Christmas mythos. Hell yeah. Are they, this would actually make, like Violent Night, mm -hmm. this would make a great movie. It would be very, I, and Boom Studios, they've, you know, they've, ever since they made I, Two Guns, you never know. They pull from it. Claws. Be great stuff. It's a good one. So two very different issues to pull from. Very different issues, but... but both great Christmas choices. I think so. Read it around your Yule log. There you go. Which brings us to, uh, hey, it's another Hot Toys segment before Yay! we hear from you viewers. Now, you know, I was thinking Iron Man 3, because of course Iron Man 3 takes place at Christmas, being that it was directed Shane by Black? Shane Black. And at the end of Iron Man 3, I'm convinced that Hot Toys probably called Shane Black and said, listen, Iron Man is our bread and butter. Can you figure out a way to put all kinds of different Iron Man armors into Iron Man 3? And of course, we got the house party protocol. Yeah. Where, where, and and they did. They milked the house party protocol. And one of the great things that uh, Hot Toys did was they gave us this particular Iron Man figure that is a particular favorite. It's not diecast, but Ray, it'll break your heart. So let's see. What Hello, everybody. I am here with the horror Hello, of everybody. Hot Toys. 
I am Rob, here. With I just came up with that name. The Hoarder on the spot. Right? The Hoarder of Hot Toys. That's me. I just came up with that. What did you bring for us? The Hoarder of Hot Toys. That's me. Because I've had. What did you bring for us? This is definitely something I've hoarded because I've had it. I must have had this for at least for just now. Five years. I had never opened Iron Man three, which is kind of a Christmas movie. And I was thinking Iron Man three, which is kind of a Christmas movie. Since this is the last time we're going to record a Hot Toys segment. This is the house party protocol. The new year. This is the house party protocol. Heartbreaker. It's an actual Hot Toy. Iron Man. It is from Iron Man uh, 3. It's an actual now, hot toy. This actually comes it is from Iron Man 3. Now, this actually comes with and there's light up features in the stand. There's light up features here. There's light up features in the stand. There's light up features here in the head, in the hands. It's such a pain in the ass. I just didn't want to take it. So I didn't do it. It's such a pain in the ass. This is a very, very cool Iron Man figure. But this is a very, very cool Iron Man figure. We saw this figure in Tony Stark. At the end of Iron Man 3, as part of the house party protocol, Tony Stark. Summoned all this of is Iron now Man they make armor. Iron Man armors that are all die this cast. Is, this is now they make die Iron cast. Man armors that are all die cast. This but is not die cast. It's this one of my favorite of the Iron Man armors that they made. It's one of my favorite of the Iron Man armors that they made. It's still available. You can still find this this around for not not that much money. I just think it's a cool. I mean, it, it satisfies my sort of Japanese anime super robot die-cast robot fetish, even though it's not obviously one of those things. I just think this is a very, very cool Hot Toy, a very, very cool Iron Man. Iron Man armor uh, is really Hot Toy's bread and butter. They make so much money from the Iron Man armor, but it's really cool. And uh, as you can see, it's very poseable. And I just, I love this figure. And uh, to be honest, I had never taken this out of the box until just now. And a, a Hot Toy hoarder, maybe that's me. I mean, I can't tell you, I have a lot of Hot Toys I've never opened. And I've made a, a, a vow in my life, like, why have things that I'm not open, that I haven't opened, and, and they, I put them all up and display them. And if I can't see them, if I can't display them anymore, I'm not gonna hoard them. I'm too old. I could, I could get hit by a bus tomorrow, and then I wouldn't have this figure to show. I don't know if I'm gonna stop hoarding Hot Toys, to be honest. I mean, I, I said that in the should. moment, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I do Does think- Does it bring you joy? Well, you know what doesn't bring me joy? Having them in boxes. Yeah. I've got Maja cases. I've got, I want to have all my, here's my vow for, but my New Year's Eve vow is to look like Brad Pitt in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with that chest, uh, bare chest. If I can do that by summer, I'm good. And the other thing is to open all my toys. I'm tired of keeping toys in boxes. I'm not going to be one of those guys that, oh, I mean, I almost, I almost want to throw away my hot toys boxes. Ooh. I know, because that means you're committed to opening your toys and displaying yeah. them. Because look, look at how cool this Batman Beyond. That Batman Beyond, I have it in a box for like two and a half years. And isn't it great? Like, isn't it cool to see him there? And my yeah. Superman, my Henry Cavill Superman. I mean, it's why keep these so in boxes? So close for me to steal. It's so convenient. Yeah, you don't steal them. Uh, that would hurt. I know. But anyway, Chris, <laughs> we're at that point. We're at that point in the show where it's going to be about our viewers. Yeah, about our, time. Our loyal viewers, our viewership keeps going up. Remember, smash that like smash button, that tell like your button. friends, come watch us because, hey, we're, we're on the bubble, as they say in the TV business, of the bubble of getting canceled week after week <laughs> after week. But our viewership goes up because of you, yeah. you loyal viewers, and we want to hear the last weekly hero before... Well, 2023. Oh, that's not true. We're going to have We're one gonna more. We're going to do a special pre-record. We're going to do a pre-record. Yeah. That's right. It it's won't be live, be, but we'll pre-record. It'll be it. so magical and so festive. It will be. And, by God. And also moments of disappointment will be there. <laughs> wow. I don't know if that's good. I know. It's I. It's okay. I'm you know what? I'm letting you down. You yeah. can never disappoint me. You say that now, but we'll find out next week. No, I don't think you can. <laughs>
All right, let's see what you guys have to say. Yes. From Al Renshaw, I think we get a Fantastic Four appearance or reference in Ant-Man 3. Makes perfect sense and reasonable, believable way to explain their intro. Thoughts? Well, this is what you I've been keep saying. Pitching. I've been saying that from the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that if I was Kevin Feige, the Fantastic Four would have disappeared in the 60s. They've been in the quantum realm, locked away. My dream is in a post-credit sequence, somebody finds them in a, in a cell. They open the door and there we see the uh, entire Fantastic Four. In the quantum realm. I've been saying that for months. I love that one. I love that you're just trapped in a 1960s-esque time bubble. I think that's I love glorious. It. I think it'd be great. Mm. What so. else? From Jonathan Schultz, who sent in a $20 super chat. Thanks, Thank you, dude. Jonathan. Besides Deadpool, what do you think the first mutant-centric MCU film will be? Do you think they'll go with a solo character first or lead off with an X-Men team film? I'd love to see them use the original Uncanny team first. Ooh. I mean, I would look as a... To me, the X-Men, the way I love Star Trek, I love the X-Men. And I do think that makes sense. But mm-hmm. I honestly, I think the, the great question is how do they incorporate all... I mean, the X-Men has a massive cast of characters. How do they bring them in? How come we haven't heard of them before? Where have they been? Up on Gray Malkin Lane, hanging out at Xavier's School for Gifted Youngsters mm-hmm. the whole time? Why haven't we seen them? I mean, mutants go all the way back to ancient Egypt. And I, I honestly don't know what they're going to do. We've got We've got uh, Miss Marvel. We know she's a mutant. We know Deadpool's mm-hmm. a mutant. And Deadpool's coming in from a different universe or something. But I think having the original X-Men would be a great way. The classic team. Yeah. You know, Beast, Phoenix, or uh, Jean Grey. Jean Grey. Uh, um, Which, Cyclops. Cyclops and uh, Iceman. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby in there. I, I am a little burnt out on Jean Grey. I'm not going to lie. Just right. because, you know, she's, she's constantly being resurrected, Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know what she is? A redhead? That's right. I know, and I know, but there's other redheads in there that you could have. I think one of the things we have to work on with X-Men 2 is we have the Sokovia Accords put in place and everything. We've seen kind of how people have treated superheroes post that and everything. I think having characters like Beast, like Cyclops, dangerous mutants, helps add to why we haven't seen them yet. Because of, you know, if you have a Jean Grey who's a beautiful woman who happens to be psychic... That's not as off-putting to the general population as a man who can't look at you without a visor. Right. right? So I think we need to have some real danger in there. Maybe throw in someone like a marrow, something like that. Some of our other characters. But I think the way you introduce them, too, is I would love to see some of those kind of one-off specials like we had with Werewolf by Night. Well, yeah. I mean, now that it's rumored there might be a Silver Surfer one-off special, yeah. I think that'd be interesting, too. But here's the thing. We've seen Quicksilver and we've seen Wanda Maximoff, Mm -hmm. who are mutants, and there must be Magneto around somewhere. I mean, they've tried to retcon, but we don't know. They call them miracles, and maybe it was the Infinity Stones, but now they can say, no, 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 they were mutants, and maybe being exposed to infinity radiation bolstered their mutant their latent yeah, mutant power. I love or that. Something. I like the idea of the snap really kind of igniting that gene in a lot of people right. and amplifying it. Yeah, that, I mean, that's an interesting way to go. But then again, you still have the history of mutants that's unaccounted for. Yeah. I just want to see them. I want the X Men because Same. it's not just the X Men, it's all the peripheral characters, too. I mean, I want to see Genosha. Yeah. You know, and I want to see. Uh, we've got Cable, and Cable is hugely connected to the X Men mm-hmm. universe. So. Is Cable going to be part of Deadpool? Is that going to happen? Is I don't know. We'll see. And I want Mr. Sinister. Oh. Can I get Mr. Sinister? I want that too. I just want a hot toy of him. Yeah. To be honest. I mean, I, I sometimes I think about what characters I want in the MCU just because just I want their toy. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's a wrong way to think about it, but that's I mean, how I do it. I understand. I come from it from my trading cards, right? Where like that was my first kind of like nerdy possession. Was that your Joe? Did you have the Joe Jusco Marvel? Yes. Those were awesome. They were gorgeous. They were awesome. Oh, I loved them so much. So, so good. I understand that. What else? Thank you again, Jonathan, for that very generous donation. Uh, CJ Rebirth. Chris, hi. Do you go over chemistry in your VA class? Like how in Wreck-It Ralph movies, Sarah Silverman and John Riley built that by recording lines together. You know, we really don't talk about that because these two had fantastic chemistry. A lot of times when you are in the booth, you are by yourself. You are creating that chemistry without anyone there. And oftentimes your scene partner has not recorded their lines yet. Now, when you are at this level, if you are at this echelon with J Disney, yeah, they might fix it so you guys get to record together. You can really bond. You can really do this. Um, the Archer cast all records together as well. But for the most part, you're usually on your own to the extent that when I have recorded with another person, there is a moment of, oh, oh, you're here. This is weird because we're so trained to just create everything completely on our own. So a lot of times, though, chemistry comes from just really listening and really just connecting with the copy and making sure you know the relationship you have with that person. Right. We talk to different people differently all the time. I communicate with Rob very differently than I communicate with John, you know, or I communicate with Logan very differently than I communicate with Taylor. We're constantly censor because <laughs> I'm in love with you so much. We're constantly changing the way we talk and we're constantly censoring ourselves too, based on the relationships we have with people so that really affects the tone that you bring to somebody so that's where you can really focus on a relationship chris you seem to know a lot about voiceover <laughs> i sure do robert if people want to know as much as you know about voiceover where can they go take classes from me uh, i have a studio with my husband speakfriendstudio.com we're also on instagram we are running banana specials right now too so you should check them out and take advantage of them um and then in the new year i teach some group classes through eeb studios but we're also expanding what uh what logan and i teach which is gonna be really fun that's cool. By yeah. the way, can you just give me an example of your, uh, you're my trained monkey. Can you, oh, yeah. Can you do a voice of some I can kind? do one of my kid voices or something, you know. Uh, kid voice a lot of times, their their mouths are smaller, their lungs are really small, so they might breathe a little extra, and, and they get really excited about stuff. Their tongues are still too big for their mouths. A lot of times they're filled with snot, so they've never blown their nose. They're just, rather well, very excited about things. Have you ever seen the movie Real Genius? Because there's a girl character in that movie that you yeah, sounded just like, like her. That was amazing. <laughs> Thanks. This is why you should sign up for her voiceover class even if you're not even interested in get, doing it as a profession do the class Party anyway because it must be awesome yeah it's talk fun. to your kids with different uh, voices oh my gosh yeah parents who take the class it's really fun because they practice their storytelling with their kids with voices which i love wow that's amazing I think that's precious see so it's a practical reason yeah to huh, good. what's next from cj rebirth again also what are your guys thoughts on big hero six since it's technically also a comic book movie wildly different from the comic book it's wildly but it's a i love big i hero love six. big hero six it's so good i think it's so sweet and beautifully animated and just really a great story it really is and i think it's a terrific animated film and mm -hmm. i i love that movie i i like what they did instead of the comic too frankly the yeah. comics kind of weird and it doesn't fire on all cylinders for me i think big hero six was a really great adaptation i do too it's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of Big Hero Six, have either of you had a chance to check out the Baymax series on Disney Plus? It's so good. I have not. I've heard it's good, and I have not watched it. Oh, you guys got to check it out. They're really short. They're like fifteen minutes each, but they're they're oh, very oh. cute. Perfect. That's what we should play during breaks, Tay. Oh yeah. Yeah. None of this Emperor's New Groove two nonsense oh, to keep it's putting good. on. It's good. By the way, I did work on the Emperor's New Groove, the original DVD release. Ooh. I don't think it's come out. I mean, we did great special features for that. We spent a long time. Mm -hmm. The crew at Curdy Pellerin did a fine job, and I'd love to get that on Blu-ray. I don't think those special features made it. Aww. But if you have the special edition two-disc DVD, I worked on those. Nice. From Chubbs Esp. 
Hey guys, will the scrapping of the DCEU have any impact on the box office of the next DCEU movies? Personally, I'll still watch all of them, especially Flash. <laughs> you know, You'll watch Flash? Okay. <laughs> a lot of people have been asking about this, which I, I kind of don't understand this in the sense that there has never been a Flash movie. I'm going to watch the Flash movie. I've never in my life watched a movie thinking, I wonder what the next movie's going to be. Yeah. I've only ever watched movies, I mean, maybe... Uh, that the exception to that might have been The Empire Strikes Back. You know, when I watched that when I was 13 years old, oh my God, what's going to happen next? Mm-hmm. But I don't watch comic book movies. I mean, Aquaman, the first Aquaman was, was I thought fun. I thought it was so much fun. And Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom, as far as I'm concerned, those movies are kind of unto themselves, even though it is Jason Momoa. Yeah. He was cast by Zack Snyder. I, I think these movies are, if they're good movies, they're going to make tons of money. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, you know, I know there's not going to be another Blue Beetle movie, at least in that incarnation, but I'll watch it. I love that character. Same. So I think they're going to do very, very well. I mean, Warner Brothers, we're getting four DC, with, with all the bitching and moaning and complaining, we're still getting four more Zack Snyder DC Universe films. And all of these movies are in the DC Universe. Yeah. So why not enjoy what we're getting? Well, another I, year's worth. I mean, I, I just also feel like I'm so conditioned to the rebooting. We've right. had so many Batman. We've had so many Spider-Man. I, you know, I, I'm excited to see these films because I really do think the Aquaman movie is so fun. So I'm really excited to see I more of it. I love the Aquaman movie. So fun. It's so much fun. And whatever they do next, I'm excited for that too. I'm just viewing these as, hey, they're their own thing. And every time I see a Marvel movie too, I don't assume the character is going to even get another film. I love to speculate about that post credit scene, but if they don't get another one, they don't get another one. Yeah, right. I can go read a comic. Exactly. Well put. Thanks. Jeffrey Lindenblatt. You know the question I'm going to ask because of the holiday season. I will not ask the question. I have a wonderful Christmas and Hanukkah. Oh, because usually we get what's our favorite issue number 14, I think is what Jeffrey oh, sent yes. to us. Yes, I could not tell you the answer to that question. I'm so bad at the issue numbers. Well, I mean, you, you know, it's funny because I don't, my, to me, like, I don't know why 12 is a milestone issue. Yeah. And like, to me, it's only Crisis on Infinite Earths, you know. Flash dies in what issue eight and Supergirl dies in issue seven. So you remember those things. Yeah. But other than that, I don't remember issue no, numbers. Especially... Werewolf by Night's in issue 29 of Moon Knight. It's, yeah. So it's usually issue numbers are things I prep when researching for the shows, right? Of like, oh, I got to make sure I nail yeah. which issue this person showed up in so that I can make sure viewers know exactly where to go as opposed to like, hey, you'll find it. Yes. It's fine. It's true. But thanks, Jeffrey. Happy holidays to you too. From Glenn Mark. We were Hello. just talking about you, Glenn. Yeah, uh, I saw him in my member chat on my channel yeah, this weekend. Which, what is your channel, Robert? Uh, my channel is The Burnett Work. Ooh. The Burnett Work on, uh, on uh, um, YouTube, <laughs> right? Is that where it is? YouTube, yes. Did you the leave Burnett us for work. a moment? Are you okay? <laughs> like, subscribe. No, you know what? Smash that like I'll tell you why, because I was thinking about it. It's a network, so I have other creators on my channel. Oh. And the lovely Rm is doing a show it's probably just gotten over with, but the mm-hmm. ladies of the post geek singularity, she does a show every Monday. Oh, uh-huh. I watched your stream the other night before I went to I bed at like 1030. Yeah, I saw that you were in there for <laughs> yeah. a minute. That's our midnight musing stream that I do with Arm and Lael Yeah, Rockwell. it was great. I was so excited that I was awake. For- <laughs> I saw you in the chat. So <laughs> thanks for coming by. Yeah, it was fun. Everyone was real nice. Um, from... Oh, um, so Glenmark, there we go. Uh, hi, guys. Had planned doing a Chris Carr Appreciation Month playing with marvelous movie puns, but didn't happen. Sending this one for Christmas. Oh, what's our part two then? 
Car, you are the Chris and Christmas, Holly, the Chris and Christmas beer. Oh, the Christmas beer is usually in me. You are the Chris and Christmas cheer and the Chris and Christmas star. Car, you are the Chris and Christmas gift. Oh, Glenn, thank oh, you. Oh, Chris. My, that was so nice. <laughs> that was real sweet. My parents actually do this real cute thing because, you, you know, a lot of times if you stick around L.A. during the holidays, one, you randomly get so much work usually. It's really weird. It is. I've done so many voiceovers like right before Christmas Eve. I got a job between Christmas and New Year's one Mm -hmm. year that led to me working on the Olympics for NBC doing promo spots. I did over 100 promo spots Ah. simply because I was around to Jesse Owens' spot. Most people leave. So I always send a thing out to all of my clients and casting of just, hey, I'm here. Should you need something? And then usually I get booked up. So my parents and I usually do a Christmas thing a couple of weeks out and they call it Christmas with it spelled with my name. Nice. Because they're real sweet and feed my ego. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I've never told anybody this, but one of my favorite things to do between Christmas and New Year's mm-hmm. is just get my car and drive around the freeways it's of LA. It's amazing. Because there's no traffic. Oh, Patton Oswald has this great joke about how it's like being an Omega man, but you can get a sandwich whenever you want. <laughs> I've never heard that. It's That's hilarious. the best. By the oh. way, if you haven't seen Omega Man starring Charlton Heston and Anthony Zerby, why haven't you? It's the th- second... Of the adaptations of Richard Matheson's fantastic horror novel, I Am Legend. Oh, I, that, of course, Will Smith starred in. Yeah. I, I love that no one's here. It's magical. It's the best. Oh, oh I love that Patton Oswalt talks about Omega yeah. Man. It's great. I think he calls it Omega Man. I can't remember. It, no, that I, would be it. Because well, no one's in LA. I can't remember if he did the Will uh, Smith version of it. No, because that's anyway. in New York. Oh, okay. There we go. Omega Man, Charlton Heston in LA, early 70s. One of the great, part of his triptych. He was in Planet of the Apes. He was in Soylent Green. And he was in the Omega Man. All three fine Christmas movies. So watch them this holiday season. Yes. For um, Jonathan Schultz, Reeves has mentioned Freeze potentially for the next Batman villain. But now with the DCU rebooting, do you think that's more of a fantastical villain for the universe than for the Pattinson one? Well, he wanted to do some like messed up serial killer stuff with him. Right. I mean, I think Mr. Freeze freezing people, maybe. I mean... The storyline, he wants to save his wife by doing experiments on humans. They mm-hmm. find frozen bodies everywhere. They could do something and just, look, you can take any fantastical character and bring them down to earth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think one of the great, um, I'm a huge fan of Brian Fuller's Hannibal TV series. So good. And it's, when they went in, it's fantastic. It's only three seasons. If you want to watch something that has incredible nightmarish sequences, but when they went into the season two, this it became very surreal mm-hmm. and the killers and all that uh, i mean batman villains they could all have been oh absolutely and uh, that's how you would do that's how i would think matt reeves could do for sure and then you just ground it with that love story of nora because yeah, then you have fantastic. a why that makes sense and you can still kind of follow him and ultimately a little bit root for him too right. which is such a weird thing with dr freeze of being like oh I, I totally understand what happened with him and why he became Mr. Freeze and why he became so sinister because he is so driven by the love of his wife that Indeed. he'd do anything for her. They could make it work. Yeah. But you could also have him in, I think, both universes too easily. 100%. From Yo Mama's Llama. Am I being impatient? I'm surprised we have not heard any casting rumors for Thrawn in Ahsoka yet. I'm super amped. He's my all-time favorite character. Look, I mean, I, I since I read the Heir to the Empire trilogy back in the early aughts, I've loved, or, or early aughts, early 90s, mm-hmm. um, I've loved uh, Thrawn. He's a great villain. Um, Sideshow, by the way, made a great six-scale figure of Thrawn with an Ooh. Emperor's throne. Um, it, it's great. And we saw today they released a, um, a promo, a Disney Plus promo about what's coming up. 
and they had real quick clips from Ahsoka and something else, uh, Mando season three. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to get Thrawn. I mean, I don't know why we wouldn't. I'd love to get Thrawn, but I think I think they're going to keep that secret. I think we're going to get him, but it's going to be a big reveal, and yeah. we're all going to lose our collective yes. minds. I That's agree. my hope, at least. From CJ Rebirth, the first time I heard Kevin Spacey was in A Bug's Life as Hopper, but the first time I saw him was as Lex in Superman Returns, also my first Superman movie. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, Kevin Spacey is is who he is, but... Yeah. But, you know, he was, I remember the first time I saw Kevin Spacey, one of my favorite 80s TV shows was Wise Guy. It was a show that ran four seasons. If you've seen Donnie Brasco, it's basically about, a. it's like Donnie Brasco where Ken Wall plays Vinny Terranova who goes undercover and Jonathan Banks, Mike from Breaking Bad was his handler. Ooh. And so he goes undercover and, and in the first season, there was a, there were the, it was the first show that had long arcs. And Kevin Spacey plays Kevin Spacey and Joan Severance play Mel and Susan Prophet, and it's like a nine episode arc. And he plays this really nutty, crazy sort of. Mm-hmm. He's a supervillain. He's a Bond villain. Yeah, and it's great. And he is great. And you know, it's unfortunate he was in L.A. Confidential. And yeah, it's a shame because his performances have always been great. But now there's certain roles where I go, "Woo, we didn't have to act much for that one, did yeah, we?" Yeah, I know. It's, hmm. uh, well, it's what it is. From Jeffrey Lindenblad again, sending a $20 super chat. Thank you, Jeffrey. Rob, you always talk about how important Superman the movie is, which I agree with you. But in your opinion, what are the best comic book or strip movies before 1978 since Hollywood has been making comic book films since 1911? Well, I mean, you know, there were there were serials of Batman and Superman. I will tell you, my favorite pre-1978 filmed superhero story is there's two. One is The Adventures of Captain Marvel or Shazam. It is a serialized story. It's like the old serials. It is fantastic. Is bar none my favorite? The other is the Max Fleischer animated Superman cartoons. Oh, yeah. Those are my two favorite. I mean, there was a Batman animated serial from, I think, the 40s. And then, I mean, if you really want to think about it, Flash Gordon and, 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 and Buck Rogers. But The Adventures of Captain Marvel, the greatest serial of all time. By the way... Still to this day, even in the MCU era, the costume uh, of that very Rocketeer-esque is one of the great costumes ever created for... Now, for those of you who are looking at this, it is in black and white. I cannot stress enough how cool... If you're a fan of Raiders of the Lost Ark and you want to know, you've never watched an old-time serial, get this, watch this. It's one of the great comic adaptations of all time. Ooh, awesome. Great recommendation. It's great. From Joseph Arroyo, we're all talking about what Gunn will do with the movies, but what about the games? What kind of influence will he have on that? And is there anything you think would be exciting for him to do there? You know, it's interesting. I I don't know the answer to that, but the Guardians of the Galaxy PlayStation game. So fun. Really good. Now, I don't know if he had any input into that. I was just going to say, I don't know how involved he was. Uh, Yeah. And and also the Arkham games. uh, I mean, the Injustice game, Arkham. There's been some great... DC video games. Yeah. I would imagine like they talk about how it's all going to be tied together. Warner Brothers did that once before with like the Matrix, the Enter the Matrix game and the Animatrix, the, the sort of transmedia event that the Matrix stuff was. I could see them doing something like that. But ultimately, here's the thing. I'm more interested in a great game rather than how it ties into the larger Same. 
DC universe. Yeah, I just want it to be a fun playthrough. I would, I obviously would love to have like a Justice League Dark game. I would love oh, to yeah. do something that is, you know, back when Jason Blood, before he becomes Etrigan, is going through that and gets cursed. I think that'd be a really fun playthrough that has I, kind of a Lord of the Rings, Two Towers vibe. I agree. I mean, I think I think a horror game like Justice League Dark and have all these horror characters. Yeah. And they like you could even do different levels of different characters, and then they as they gather together. together as the team. Yeah. And then once the 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 team, you could switch between which character you wanted to play. Exactly. That could be awesome. Get some kind of Final Fantasy mecha- mechanics. Yeah. I'd be into it. I'd love that. Rama, uh, Jonathan Schultz. Rob, I know you'll appreciate this. Almost Famous is my all-time favorite movie. That movie is so touching, charming, and the best soundtrack ever. Okay, I have to say that, especially the longer version, the un- it's either the untitled version of Almost Famous. It's one of my top ten favorite movies of all time. I totally Beautiful identify dog. with that movie. I love it so much. Fever, fever dog. Yeah, I love that. Uh, <laughs> what was I, it? It's uh, sorry. <laughs> Can you do it one more time? You know, Stillwater is one. Stillwater is to me the greatest fictional band in any movie ever. Oh hell yeah! And and I, if you guys haven't seen Almost Famous, Cameron, to me it's I love Cameron Crowe. Say anything, you know. I love I love Jerry Maguire, but Almost Famous is kind of his The Fablemans. I think so too. In a way, because it's all about his. Yeah. When he started working for Rolling Stone magazine, it is one of the great movies of all time and it has great music in it and it's i, I mean it, it is oh it's so good incredible performances and in incredible it. Oh, performances. so good from vixter 5001 covid day three got the being bond book to cheer up oh vixter i hope you're you're feeling better i know covid's rough i got to see her face to face for the first time she came in my membership chat she is delightful oh yay uh, big fan i'm sorry you're sick yeah but uh you know, she, uh, she gets to be at home and quarantine. Hopefully, she's better by Christmas. Yeah. But what a, great to see you in the in the flat. Well, at least uh, via Zoom. Via Zoom, yeah. Uh, it's great to see you. I hope you feel better. But hey, getting a it's always good to get Bond books in the Absolutely, mail from yeah. Amazon. Yeah, hang in there. Hmm. I wish I could bring you soup. Uh, from AK. After the work James Gunn has done with Rocket Raccoon, I very much look forward to the eventual debut of Deck Star, the Red Lantern House Cat. Uh well, I mean, okay. Look, you know what? I I would love to see the spectrum of lanterns. I really like Jeff Jeff John's run on Green Lantern and all the different storylines, uh, you know, everything that whether it's the Sinestro Core War, the 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 Blackest Night. I I mean, I loved his run on Green yeah. Lantern. I'd love to see. I don't know if we're going to get all those things, but it'd be great. I think Green Lantern has to be that's something that James Gunn with Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm expecting. There you go. I'm expecting um, that the the Green Lantern and Green Lantern Corps and all that is going to be a big component of the DCU moving Hell forward. Yeah, well, you have so many great heroes to choose from. The core itself is so fascinating. The lore that goes around with that is yeah. really, really cool. I mean, I feel like that's something that we've been really missing as well. We talk about the hole that we've had for not having a Superman. I really feel like the Green Lantern Corps is a huge part of the DC universe. 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much there. And the lanterns themselves are great. And so... Kilowog! That's who I want. Friggin' love Kilowog. Huh? From Ram, Nolan wins 1027. I'm at last COVID negative. I'm finally seeing Avatar tonight, hoping to have a good time. Oh, awesome, Nolan wins. Just a, a light suggestion, since you are finally COVID negative, I would recommend just wearing a mask just in case you're still carrying the bug yeah. around, just to be super safe and sweet to everybody around you. We love a considerate person. No judgment, however you can move forward. Just my take. Um, but I'm so glad you're feeling better and you get to see Avatar before me. 
see an IMAX 3D or Dolby Vision 3 or Dolby 3D. One of those two. Yeah, it's the way to go. It's amazing. From Tiffany Hoffman, what is one comic book? Sh- uh, what is one comic book should get the live action movie? Mine is Sons of White Tiger. I don't know Sons of White Tiger. I'm not familiar is with that, that at all. Is that a manga or is that a, I'm not sure what that is. I'm not sure. But Taylor, I'm getting on Sons it. of White Tiger. <laughs> Show it to us, Let buddy. Let us know what it is. Let's see what it is. I, I mean, mean, look, in terms of there's so many different comic books. I, I would love to see Howard Chaikin's American Flag. Ooh. Get an adaptation. I mean, RoboCop took a lot from American Flag. American Flag is one of my favorite comics of all time. Another one that I never thought I'd see is Sandman, and finally I got that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's better than I, I could have ever imagined. But I would love to see Howard Chaikin's American Flag. There, there are some just kind of sweet comics I'd like to see the story done of. Um, you know, Blankets is one that's really lovely and I think could be really beautiful and moving um sex criminals would be hilarious and i think that would just be a great hbo show there you go um so some people would watch yeah so i'm trying to find the sons of white tiger thing the only thing that's coming up is spider-man and then pictures of actual tigers at the zoo so sorry i can't find anything fast enough oh that's okay that's okay from Michael Preston. Hi, guys. Love Leaky Hero. Yay. Uh, Rob and Chris are the new dynamic duo. Crease. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask what you think of Ben Affleck playing Bruce Wayne in Batman Beyond movie. Oh. They'd have to age him up. Yeah. They'd have to. Age, uh, look, if they did, though, I mean, I would love Ben Affleck to play because he's in real life. He's like 6'4". Yeah. He's a big dude. He's a he's a bruiser from Boston. Yeah, but I would uh, I would love to see a Batman Beyond movie, obviously. But I I would much rather see. It bums me out that Ben Affleck, who is a world class director, he's made four films, all of which I really liked. You know, he made Gone Baby Gone, he made The Town, he made Argo that won Best Picture, and then he made Live by Night, which is not it's not as great as I would have hoped, but it's a beautifully made film, and it's great to watch. It's sumptuous visually. It's sumptuous. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Uh, all made for Warner Brothers. And I think the idea that Warner Brothers is not having, and I know he went through his troubles and tribulations and he was being Batman, but Ben Affleck should be making movies every two years. So I'm really hoping that he gets his Batman Terminator movie made. Not Terminator like James Cameron's Terminator. We're talking Slade Wilson, Deathstroke, The Terminator. Yeah. Bring that on. Bring it around. Come on, Ben. From uh, Essa Quadri. Sorry if I butchered your name there. I've been reading Radiant Black, and it's amazing. I highly recommend it. Oh, I'm not familiar I, with that. I, I, me neither. I haven't Ooh. read it. So, uh, great title. We're learning Radiant about- Black. Yeah. Thank you for all these new wrecks, you guys. We appreciate What's it. What's Radiant Black, Taylor? Show it to us. Taylor. I'm typing so Taylor fast. now. He's, he's pretty, and he's pretty, he's Johnny on the spot. With these, I know. Uh, it's just, some of them, like, like when you look up like a tiger, you know, it's going to show pictures of actual tigers, but I think I found, um, is this what we're talking about? Oh, I'm in. I'm already in. Ooh. Sorry, it's not the best picture, but. Yeah, but that's That's awesome. a really rad cover, I'm in. though. Yeah, okay, I'll sweet. get that. It looks like a, yeah. oh, look, it's a, uh, it's a singularity on the chest. It's got a laser oh, sword. It I, looks I, like Tron. Yeah, I'm in. Okay, whatever yeah. this is. I, okay. I don't know what this is. I'm reading this. No. This is awesome. We'll go get that. I love the singularity, the black hole. Yeah. That's awesome. Barum Affair. Better movie, Spawn or Morbius? Spawn. Really? <laughs> yeah. Spawn at least is like fun. Oh my God. Morbius is void of all joy and goodness. Well, okay. I hated Spawn, but it does have John Leguizamo's The Clown. Who's wonderful. John Leguizamo can do anything. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, I like John Leguizamo. I'm, I'm gonna get, I can't believe I'm saying this. Even though I have to once I have to mention I was on 
with Eric Wallace, who's the executive producer of The Flash. Mm-hmm. Eric Wallace and myself were on Roger Lodge from Blind Date, his show, uh, Sci-Fi Vortex, and we were on with Mark DePay, the director of Spawn, who, if you watch the ILM documentary that's on Disney+, Plus, is there. We were mean to him. He, he directed Spawn, and we were mean to him. And I, I To this day, it's been 25 years, and I still feel guilty about being mean to Mark to pay about the Spawn movie. Mark, I'm sorry. I have great respect for you, and we should never have been that mean to you. But you can Aww. actually see us being mean to him on my bottle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, don't, I didn't want to be a bully, but I recorded it, and I'm sharing it Well, it was again. on TV. <laughs> I, I used to be on Roger Lodge's SF Vortex on the Sci-Fi Channel. Oh. What else we got? Terrible. <laughs> From Quentin Tarantino Turner. Bad Bunny and Gambino get a Spider-Man villain movie? Yo, Rob, where can I send you my script from a Spider-Man villain movie? Uh, uh, there's, see, here's the thing. Slide Quentin into his DMs. Tarantino t- Turner says, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when did, when did you make this? <laughs> Come on, dude. Okay, take this off. Oh, my take God. Take this off right now. And then, by the way, send me send me oh that. Oh my gosh, it's so perfect. Do not, do not. I can't look at your. I can't. Ray, you're a prince. Wow, dude. God, man. Oh my oh, gosh. Uh, can you send that to me so I it can be his caller ID? Yeah, now? I need to have this. I need. Yeah. You cannot send me your scripts. I legally can't read anyone's scripts. I will tell you, my last project is now streaming on Peacock. Tango Shalom. Tango Shalom. Blessed by Pope Francis. Mm-hmm. Watch it. Love it. It's Hanukkah, after all. It's yeah. a Jewish themed film, but about interfaith relations. Watch Tango Shalom <laughs> and dancing. Even if you're not Jewish, dancing. It's a it's an indie spiritual quest family dance comedy <laughs> fable. Yeah, you can watch it with the whole family. You can watch it's with lovely. the whole family. No one even swears. Do not take that down. <laughs> take that down. <laughs> I love it. Oh my goodness, Ruhar's gay. Rob, are you a the Mighty Heroes guy or the Impossibles guy? Correct answer is the Mighty Heroes. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I love the Impossibles. Okay. Well, good. What else? From Blake, theory time. Doctor Strange's spell affected all Peter Parkers across the multiverse. Thoughts? P.S. Thanks for making Mondays tolerable. <laughs> Happy holidays. That's I like that. I like that idea. I don't know if it's true, right. but I like it. We won't know until we see other movies with the other Spider-Mans. It's true. Yeah. It's true. But cool theory from David Gonzalez. So I got to see the whale this weekend. And my God, this is the first time in my life. I wish I could have met the cast just to thank them. I hope everyone goes and supports this incredibly heartfelt film. Oh, that's lovely to hear. I'm excited to see this one. Yeah, I, I am, too. I can't wait to see it. And I, I just like to see I, I just like to see Brendan Fraser, Brendan Fraser coming back. Brendan Fraser. What a guy. I'm happy. I, I have always really loved his work. Me too. I'm really excited to see it. I mean, I, I've been a fan of his since School Ties. Oh, I nice. love him in School Ties. It's yeah. such a good. By the way, I watched that movie recently. It's so good, man. And and everyone, every other, every Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, all these people are in it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like who's who. It's of so fun. Famous people. I'm still a sucker for Encino Man. Encino Man's great. It's hilarious. From Nolan wins one o two seven. Hear me out. James Gunn Green Lantern movie. I, yes. I mean, I don't know though. Is it too close to Guardians of the Galaxy? I mean, if it, if you're doing Kyle, yes, or even Hal, both of them kind of have those kind of sensibilities that can lean towards Peter Quill. Yeah. Um. I mean, honestly. I mean, I'd watch it. I'd watch it. Taika could be fun for it. 
Because it's just, I mean, the the thing about Green Lantern is, you know, your imagination is the power behind it, right? So I do want someone kind of wacky in there. Although I'd love to see David Fincher bring his, his, <gasps> David Fincher worked on Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And I would love to see him do something like, I don't know if he would, but why is David Fincher not making, I love David Fincher's mm-hmm. work. I mean, we we're, Mank was the last thing we got from him. Yeah. And then he produced uh, War that uh, Drew McWeeny, the, the review show where they talk about oh, their favorite okay. movies. Yeah. Please, David Fincher, come back and make a movie. I don't know if he'd ever make a super. Do it for movie, Rob. Do it for me, buddy. That'd be nice. Give I've him never a nice you, Hanukkah a present. Fan. Actually, it's not true. I did meet David Fincher once. Oh. Because I was at a party where his ex-wife was. This was like 20 years oh, ago. Oh, that sounds years like ago. fun. <laughs> but he wasn't. Did it you wasn't, hit on his ex-wife? It wasn't his ex-wife then. Oh, did you hit on his wife then? No, but she was stunning. Okay. Good job. And I would expect nothing less. Mm-hmm. From CJ Rebirth, I was happy in space, floating among the stars. Oh, Starro. You know, yeah. I, I, come on. If nothing else, James Gunn gave the world this image. This? And, and oh. this, this could not look better. I had such a hard time with this scene, though. I was so excited to have this character. Oh. But then the blood filling up, I almost threw up. I, woof, woof. Starro. Man. He'll come back. From Justice David- for Starro. From David Gonzalez, I'm so happy we're living in a time in which creatives who are fans of their product get more decision-making powers. Give me a mask of the phantasm, please. Hell yes. I mean, I would love to see that, but you know what? That movie's great on its own. It really is. It is a perfect film, in my opinion. And Shirley Walker, who's no longer with us, her score for that movie is amazing. Haunting. Amazing. beautifully done. So good. Affair. Considering that he was fired in the past for tweets, it's nice that Gunn is sticking to his guns and using social media to address issues swiftly. I agree. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. From uh, Jason Green, have you collected any of McFarlane's DC figurines? Uh, or figure, excuse me. Just got the DC Frankenstein and he is beautiful. I, on the I, I have to say those McFarlane DC figures are great. I, I do not collect anything other than six scale, but those mm-hmm. figures are awesome. They do nice. a fantastic job. And, you know, a lot of times six scale figures take up too much space and they're too expensive. But those McFarland DC figures are great. Nice. Really, really good. Very cool. From Attack of the Mushi, Hypno Hustler gives me undercover brother vibes. If they went that I mean, way, I would love that. I think it'd be fun. It'd be great. Yeah. From Grubby Don't Play, Merry Christmas, Rob, Chris, Jonathan, Ray, and Tay. Love Aww. G. Oh, thanks, Grubby. We Thank appreciate you. you. Grubby, Merry you Christmas. Play. Yeah. Thank you for that. For um, Alan Gonzalez, Rob, do you have Saint Seiya toys? I do not. I do not. I, only because <laughs> heavy side. The only anime toys that I collect are Gundam and Space Battleship Yamato, and thankfully Legends of the Galactic Heroes, of which there are very few toys. There's more like garage kits and stuff, but that's that's it. Although i have neon genesis evangelion figures yeah. i you know i i like and i like japanese super robots from the 70s like get a robo and get a robo g and uh you know what maybe i do collect i don't collect more modern anime toys we've from the last 25 years obviously a ton of sailor moon stuff because of me um we've got loop on the third figurines and i am dying to get some really beautiful uh cowboy bebop stuff because some of those are just gorgeous by the way i'm getting the the rest of my I have coming and I'm going to build it. I'm probably going to do a video. I have a four and a half foot model of the space battleship Andromeda. Oh, two wave motion. It's four and a half feet. And I'm going to build that sucker over vacation. 
Where are you? Are you running out of real estate in your house? I can house put it right there on the desk. Oh hell yeah! Okay, sweet. Why not? Let me know. I'll have to like duck around it, and be like, "Hey, it's four <laughs> and a half feet." We can get you a butt pad so you can be taller. Yeah, I can be taller, but then yeah. I'd always play with the guns, and it has a remote control. It has speakers in it, and it lights up. Oh my gosh! Bring it, and we won't pay attention. Dun, be great. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That's actually from the second series, Common Empire. From Kenny Codes, have you watched the Invincible series on Amazon Prime? Heck yes. Season two is confirmed for next year. I can't wait. I love this series. I thought the first season was great. It was so good. I was so happy too because so many people I knew hadn't read the comics and they were like, this show is so delightful. This is so fun and wholesome. And you get to that last scene and you're like, hell yes. Yeah, it was great. Oh, and I, I am actually glad too that they did the reveal earlier on because that usually takes a while in the comics yeah, and I yeah. think they did it really well in this adaptation. And I like the comic too. Oh, love the comic. Really good. So good. From Affair, I enjoyed X2, but I would love an X-Men movie based on God Loves, Man Kills. Uh, Magneto is one of my favorite comic book characters. Well, you I know, there so. was a little bit of God Loves. Brian was influenced by God Loves, Man Kills. I love, that graphic novel is so good. And and by the way, I did produce the special features for the DVD of X2, X-Men 1.5 and X2. So if you have the Blu-ray or the 4Ks or whatever, me and my team, my team and I, we did those uh, special features. Nice. I was on the set of X2. Many times. And from Mod Awesome, some support. Is that it, Taylor? That is it. Oh, amazing. Thank oh my you guys God. so much. Chris, it's the end of issue 14. <laughs> it is. Oh, my God. Well, uh, first we of all. It. I, I want to thank our great production staff over here. Jonathan Boyko, yeah. Taylor Gonzalez, yeah. Ray Oro. Ray, where can people find you online? Oh, Sorry, your camera's off, right? Yeah. Oh, his oh, camera's, camera's off. off. Taylor Gonzalez, where can people find you? Well, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at 50 Shades of Tay, where I just put out a couple videos over the weekend. One is a Puss in Boots review, and multiple people have told me it made them cry. So if you're wanting to cry tonight, uh, watch my Puss in Boots 2 Aww. review. That's 50 Shades of Tay on YouTube. And you just did an Avatar one, too, with friend of the show, J. Scott Campbell. Yeah, that one was so much fun. Yeah. I only said fuck Speaking three times. Speaking of heroes, <laughs> J. Scott Campbell is a hero. Yeah. The, the way he draws women, God bless him. Oh my God. God bless him. Good job, Scott. <laughs> so good. Uh, but anyway, I guess this we're going to do one more pre-recorded we are show. We're going to do a pre-recorded show for the holidays, so you have something to keep you warm and cozy next week. Yeah, and uh, let me ask you this before you sign off. Mm -hmm. What are your hopes and dreams for the comic book genre movies? What would you like? If you had your oh. druthers, what would you like to see in 2023? Oh, my gosh. Well, I would like to see more people going to brick and mortar shops. I would absolutely yep. like to get more people going to their local shops. I really hope you do that so we can keep the print industry alive and well. You don't have to get stuff offline, you guys. I know it's convenient and lovely, but you can go support a local shop. Um, I'm really hoping that we have a strong Phase 5 from Marvel. I'm really hoping. Um, and I'm excited to see what the DCU has in store for us, even with these films that are about to get you know clean slated and everything. I'm excited for Aquaman. I'm excited for Batman Flashpoint. I'm excited for Blue Beetle. I think Me it's too. all going to be good. I uh, first of all, I want I want an announcement about mutants. Yes, mutants in the MCU. I want to see that, and you know, I would like to see Moon Knight come back and be more traditional, the traditional Moon Knight that I loved, like for the first thirty years of the character's existence. I would like him to come back and stick the landing. Yeah, that's what I would like. Give me twelve episodes. I'm uh, tired of gods fighting. I want focus on Moon Knight. Yeah, give me some Mark Spector kicking ass in New York. Here, please. here. Oh, that's great. 
And with that, guys, thank you so much for being here for the Weekly Hero. You guys are the real heroes, though. Thanks for coming in, giving us some awesome things to talk about. We really appreciate you. Stay tuned for the next issue. Absolutely. We'll be back, I think. (laughs) On Monday. (laughs) Hopefully. Bye. (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha!